0: Hey, this is Shane Morton. You're listening to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Tune in if you want some good wrestling information about pro wrestling. These guys are doing it right. Promotional
1: consideration paid for by the following. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South. And I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie Trading Cards. I ran across some of these original sets, they were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 Rookie Card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, The Scorpion, The Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Carisma, Little farmer john if you'd like an opportunity to get these cards contact me now you can get them for only 49.99 contact me is steve bowtie bryant at icloud.com get your set now while supplies last ladies and gentlemen welcome to give me back
2: my pro wrestling Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling Podcast. And today we got an awesome show. But first, I want to introduce my brother from the same father and mother. What's up, Jut? How you doing today, Plastic Chic?
1: I'm good, brother. Good to be on here with you, and excited to get this interview.
2: Yeah, man. We got Shane Morton on the show today. Shane is an old buddy of mine. He's actually a mentor of mine, but he was a great friend to me out in the Nashville wrestling scene. He booked me a lot. He had a promotion in Columbia, Tennessee called the CWA that he had run off and on for years and actually had some ties to Jerry Jarrett, which was awesome. He always had you know good stories to tell me about Jerry. and But Shane and I actually worked together for the first time in the SAW Southern All-Star Wrestling in Millersville, Tennessee, and And there was this gimmick that I learned working with Jerry Lawler, where I would casually have my hand just under the ropes, just laying on the sitting on the, you know, ring. And I would turn around and like jaw at the crowd. And what that would do is that would allow Lawler or in this case, Shane Morton to come up and do a little stomp on my fingers. Now, it didn't hurt, but you would have thought he'd killed me, you know, and it was just like a <laughs> subtle little thing. And I almost feel like that that set me and Shane up for, for life there, because it was some little trick that he knew that I was smart to, and he took advantage of that. And, you know, honestly, he's got such a great mind for the business and he's definitely one of my favorite people to talk to and, and get a hold of, you know, anyway, that was just such a cool little deal. And it was small, but the crowd ate it up. It was so fun. Yeah, man.
1: Sometimes it's the little things in wrestling, that uh, it can really set you apart. You know, you think sometimes um these big dives people do to the outside, or uh, we know how I feel about those, but yeah, uh, or just the spot where they where everybody has to make sure they're in place and stand there like they're dazed for twenty seconds. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that that's that's considered a big spot. Well, you know, sometimes those big spots don't get over to me, but. The little details sometimes mean more
2: to me. I mean, yeah, exactly. The little details, that's what it's all about. It's all in the details. If you get all those details across, then it truly turns into something big. And, that you know, he truly taught me so much, but he honestly vouched for me. I remember sitting there and he was talking with the guy in the back and actually it was Hammerjack and Hammerjack and I barely knew each other at the time. And Shane is sitting there and Shane and Hammerjack were about to work a match. And Shane was like, here's my man manager jimmy and talking and he's putting all these little things these little spots in for me and hammerjack was like your boy pretty good is he smart does he know what he's doing and shane was like oh yeah he knows what he's doing and after that hammerjack and i clicked and there were just so many other guys boogie woogie you know so many other guys that i got to know that respected me because i worked with shane so it was like shane knows what he's doing then it turned Jimmy knows what he's doing. And man, he really helped me out a lot with that. You know, a lot of people respect Shane. Shane's done a lot for the business, especially in that area. He also does a lot for the old timers and man, he, I mean, seriously, he is so respectful and so mindful of the guys from out there that came before him. And he actually runs a right way reunion that is out there in middle Tennessee, sometimes Columbia, sometimes Lynchburg. I think this year it's in Lynchburg. Definitely going to ask him about that. you know, Shane, Shane also is always one step away from opening up a new promotion. So hopefully we get to talk to him about that. He's always one step away from running his own promotion again. And whenever he does that, he is automatically 350 people in the building. It's a guarantee because the Morton name I mean, not only being Ricky Morton, but also Shane, Steve, his brother, Bubba, his younger brother, Cody, his son, you know, David is Steve's son, Jerry Lynn's his daughter, that troublemaker. So many people out there respect the Morton name. That Morton name really carries a lot of respect, and I think that's something you'll see coming up in this interview with him. He's honestly just such a great guy, and I can't wait for you to meet him officially, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: man, I'm excited. Anybody that's good to my brother, I'm good with, man, so...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, ditto, you know, he's always bugging me to come out there to the right way reunion. It is a hall, you know. So it would be something that we would have to make happen, but we definitely need to go out there. And if we ever do, when we make it out there, we got to take a microphone with us and we got to take a recorder because I'm sure we would be plenty of interviews that we could get there that day. That would, that would be huge for the podcast too. So whenever we can make that happen, you and me will jump in a car and we'll make it out there sometime. We'll see old cash Ross down the street, cash Ross down the street while we're out there. Old Colossus himself. So But anyway, so, you know, the previous week's episode we had, we did a quick one. It was just called the Mount Rushmore of Wrestling Feuds. Y'all really appreciate y'all responding so well with that. The numbers are great. Definitely appreciate that. Can't wait to, you know, do some more Mount Rushmore episodes. But we'll be right back with Mr. TNT. My buddy and very good friend of the show, Mr. Shane Morton, after these messages. Hey, guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis. We're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday,
1: Live and in Color with Wolfie D.
0: decibel geek wherever you find your podcasts you'll find us there if you love rock and roll i can almost guarantee you're gonna love my show
2: Alright, we are back with more from Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, and today, y'all, man, I am so excited about today's guest. This guy, I've texted him back and forth, honestly saying, when you want to come on the show, and he would say, anytime. And I would say, when you want to come on the show, and he would say, anytime. And then, it finally... I'm getting my old friend, honestly a mentor to me, one of my favorite pro wrestlers that I've ever known, and honestly just a really great dude, my favorite Morton, Mr. TNT, Shane Morton. How you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing good, Jimmy. It's good to hear from you. Glad to come on here, man. I've listened to your podcast in the past. Man, y'all throw out good tons of information to the people. You're bringing back the pro wrestling the way it should be brought back, and Man, I commend both of you and Jared both on that. Y'all do an awesome job, man. It's my pleasure to be here.
2: Thank you, Shane. That means a lot, dude. <laughs> that really does, man. I mean every word I just said, too, buddy. I, it really means a lot. So, Jared, I'm going to let you take it off from the start here. Hey, Shane, this is Jared. Uh,
1: and I, I always have a question I like to ask every professor, and it's kind, of a, it's kind of a question that, you know, it's it's been asked of several people. But I always like to know, It lets me know where you're where you're at as far as how you view like wrestlers and everything like that. What is your like Mount Rushmore of pro wrestlers? Like the pro wrestlers that you just you know they either inspired you, mentored you, or whatever that you just you have such reverence for that they're like these are these are the top four guys and and I even give a fifth one to all the people so you could have a fifth one if you need to.
0: Well, one of my top that I just I was always a heel fan growing up. I always oh, liked the you know,
3: yeah. hills, you know,
0: so, you know, it was just, to me, Ric Flair back in the day, I mean, he was just, you know, the man, you know. it. it he said it many times, to be the man, you got to beat the man. He was the man for me when I was a when I was a kid coming up, you know. It was like, you didn't get much better than Ric Flair. Uh, another one, and I know everybody's going to say, oh, he said that because he's kin to it. Ricky Morton. Man, <laughs> to be a baby face. If you wanted to learn to be a babyface, watch Ricky. Watch yeah, Ricky. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And, well, this is probably a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, Lawler, Lawler, man, it, to me, Lawler, you didn't get much better than Lawler in Memphis, man, back in the day. Yeah, absolutely yes, uh, not, man. And I guess my favorite, you know, Flair. Flair was really good back in the day, but my favorite. Per se, local, regional kind of person, but he went on to be worldwide too. Eddie Gilbert, man, oh, yeah, I loved man. Eddie Gilbert. Oh yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, he just he was so way ahead of his time, yeah and man, he just had a mind and and it just some of the stuff you know they did in Memphis. I know they took turns sharing the books or whatever, but a lot of that great stuff, the feud with Lawler. Uh, Eddie come up with most of that, you know, it oh, was yeah. just, he was an awesome, awesome, awesome individual.
2: We do a, a series on our our show here randomly that will be like, what if, and we want to do a deep dive of what if, you know, Eddie had not passed and where he would have landed and what he would have ended up. I mean, honestly, I would see him being a big time executive at one of the major companies today, you know, if he could stand oh, it, sure. you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, my wild card, uh fifth one, uh, yeah. would be Barry Windham. I thought he was always uh, oh, man. underrated. Man, very Barry Windham was—he was great. You know, very, I mean,
3: very, underrated. Yeah,
0: very underrated.
2: Yeah, very underrated. and very talented, and just so it looks so easy to him. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean everything he did just looked so smooth, and you know it, it, he was. I, you know, some people may say differently that worked him. I never had the opportunity to work him, but man, he just looked so smooth in the ring. Everything he did just looked like it was just spot on. And yeah. it's like, wow. You nah. know, so he was, a, he would be my wild card or my fifth person,
1: you know? Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's awesome. I love those picks, man. It's, uh, you know, Eddie Gilbert, uh, you know, as, as little as I remember, but I do remember watching him when I was growing up, but I always was, you know, thought he was a great uh, talent out there and Barry Windham he's he's just great and the 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 first three you had they're they're legendary in my mind. So uh, if anybody doesn't like those three they need to tune into a different show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all five, honestly. Well I mean all five of them. Well you know, them, yeah. well, you know the, uh, people may disagree with you on Flair right now, you know, but back in the day Flair late seventies, eighties, even early nineties, you couldn't get much better than Flair. No, you know, no, he drew money. He drew no. big money. Yeah, that—that's yeah. the
2: goal, right? Drawing money. I mean, that's the goal. That's right. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I
1: have—I have Flair and Hogan in my list. So people want to disagree with that. I mean, but Hogan was so instrumental when I was—I was a kid of the '80s. So. You know, Hogan's not the greatest worker of all time, but he just was, if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan, like, I wouldn't have been the fan I am of wrestling. I mean, that's why I have him on my list. But, you know, people disagree
0: with that for reasons, but that's okay, too. Well, you know, Hogan (laughs) Hogan was not the great worker that... You know by no means hogan knew how to market himself Absolutely. sometimes you just got to know how to market yourself and make yourself look better and the people that you're in the ring with make you look better and Absolutely. hogan was a mastermind a mastermind of uh, of marketing himself and making himself look good and doing all the right things and and you're right as far as money he was one of the biggest straws for money wise you know yeah. because you know it was just a Say uh say your prayers, eat your vitamins and all that and, yeah, and just it. fell in the mainstream and you know, Cindy Lauber comes along and he really helped bring wrestling into the mainstream that it is today. You
3: Absolutely. know, without
0: Hogan I don't think I don't think you would have I think it would still be big, but I don't think it would've been mainstream, you know, like it like it was in the eighties no. without him and yeah. it. Totally
2: agree with that. Well, enough about all them. I want to talk about Shane Morton now. Yeah. <laughs> so with Shane Morton, I want to know, where were you born? Where are you from, Shane?
0: Actually, I'm born in uh, Columbia, Tennessee, just you know, about 40 miles south of Nashville.
2: Yeah. And what school did you go to? Where'd you graduate high school and all that?
0: Uh, well, actually, uh, my mom and dad divorced when I was young, and my mom moved to Murfreesboro. And I moved to Murfreesboro, and I graduated from Laverne High School.
2: Okay, yeah. Did you play any sports yeah. at all in high school?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. A funny story about that, uh, you know, my junior high school football coach, you know, I played football, basketball, ran track, uh, yeah. baseball, you name it. I mean, I played just anything I could do just to, you know, to get into extracurricular activities at the school and things, you know. And yeah. um But, uh, my, uh, junior high school football coach still stays in contact with, uh, me and a few other guys, uh, Texas every day, man, he was just, yeah, he was a great mentor, man. And, uh, he, he's the one that told us, uh, you know, when we were, we, he was a big wrestling fan too. And everybody had a wrestling name, you know, uh, you know, of course, they called my brother and I the Rock and Roll Express. We was always oh, the yeah. Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> and then we had the British Bulldog that was on the team. And, you know, we, we just had different ones that was all on the team. And that's what the coach always called us. But, yeah, he was a great mentor. He said, man, what do you want to do? What do you see yourself doing when you get out of school? Uh, no, without us hesitation. I said, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's what I'm going to do. He said, well, you better work hard at it, and you, you can't give up. Always push yourself. And just never give up. Keep working. Keep working. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's yeah. where I took the mentality you know, I'm I'm going to do this regardless. You know, we had career days in school and everything. Um, there was a few people I went to school with, and yeah, I want to be a wrestler. I want to be a wrestler. Well, the only ones that ever became a wrestler that I went to school with was, was, um, Funny story, and you may know him. Uh, well, my brother did, and myself. Yeah. Um, mean Mike Woods went to school oh, yeah. with Mean Mike Woods back in yeah back in the day. Went to school with him. You know, he's a former uh, NWA Mid America champion. You know, I yeah. uh, went to school with him, and uh, a couple of guys you may not know, uh, Stunning Steve Lane and um, Chris Gatlin. I went to school with those guys.
2: I'm familiar with Chris so. Gatlin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that's awesome, man. You got a crew of guys there. for That's like a four-horseman at your high school, basically. Well, you count your yeah, brother, so that's a five-horseman. Right, <laughs> right, right. So, you you so obviously, you're right. you you you're talking like you're being called the Rock and Roll Express. There's a British Bulldog on your football team and stuff. When did you become a wrestling fan? Do you, when do you remember becoming a fan? Man, ever since
0: I was a kid, um, they used to hold weekly matches in Columbia, Oh yeah. Uh Christine Jarrett, the Jarrett's did. Yeah. Yep, the Jarrett the matches down there at an old Kwanzaa hut. And uh believe it <laughs> or not, I talked to uh Jerry Jarrett before he passed. We 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 talked about uh the old Kwanzaa hut. You know, I said I'd really like to get in there because there was some old wrestling stuff still left in the Kwanzaa Hut. But oh, when man. they were holding matches there, man, and they would break for intermission, my brother and I being three and four years old. We'd go get in the ring and wrestle. You know, they wouldn't run you out of the ring. We'd be wrestling. Right. We'd keep wrestling until the guys started coming to the ring. they start playing music. Boy, we'd take off running in because we needed <laughs> the bad guys. About to come out. So yeah. we got, all, got out of the way. But, yeah, uh, I just grew up around the wrestling business, you know, with Ricky being and wrestling. And I had another uncle that wrestled. His name was Jerry Morton. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. he wrestled back in the 60s and 70s. My wife now, um, her father which is my father-in-law, he was a wrestler back in the 70s. So, yeah, I kind of grew up around it, you know, and uh, knew that that was something I was very passionate about and loved the sport of wrestling and always wanted to do that.
2: Well, you can tell. I mean, you, you guys have it naturally. So, yeah, talk a little bit about that. You know, Virginia, your wife, her father, his name was Steve, Correct. Yeah, Steve, Steve Thompson. Thompson. and then talk about yeah. him. So, did he only wrestle in the '70s? Because I've seen pictures that look like he was even back in the '60s, maybe too.
0: He he signed a big major contract with the Jarrett's back in the '70s, and it was a big ordeal, you know. And for Columbia, a guy from Columbia, and uh, yeah. he was larger than life, man. He was he was what you would see today as far as bodybuilder, you know, the bodybuilder oh, yeah. type guys. Yeah. And man, he he really didn't work out a whole lot, believe it or not. And but he was just Yeah, he was just a a natural, you know, just big guy and um you know, he 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 wrestled uh for till 1975 and then uh Virginia right after Virginia was born, he stopped wrestling and um uh, went into law enforcement. But yeah, he uh Eddie Marlin started training him back gotcha. in the day and uh but yeah so like I said I, I grew up around wrestling, you know, my whole life. Uh
3: well with, yeah with yeah.
0: with Ricky and Jerry and then my cousin Freddie and uh you know and then Steve and myself and then uh Bubba and then our sons Cody and David and Jerry Lynn and, you know my oh. daughter Jerry Lynn got into
2: how are you related to Ricky exactly?
0: We are uh second cousins. Ricky second and my cousins. dad are first cousins. Yeah. Okay. So that's
2: the Morton name. That's how the Morton, you're both men. So your dads took the name and then brought it to y'all. That makes total sense. And then of course we know Freddie Morton, longtime promoter down in Columbia. You know, talk about yep. him a little bit.
0: Well, Freddie started wrestling. Freddie was always a big guy. You know, yeah. Freddie was was a oh yeah. Pretty good size boy. When he was in high school, he was about six foot one and about two hundred and forty five pounds at fifteen years old. So he started wrestling when he was fifteen years old. And uh, he traveled around quite a bit, and uh, he wrestled a lot in Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee. Man, he did that probably about 10 years and, and uh, figured out that, you know what, I think I want to promote more than I want to wrestle. So he got into the promoting side of it. And uh, so when he got into the promoting side, um, long story short, I started training with Dutch Mantell and The Undertaker. Okay. um uh, when I started training with those and those guys in Nashville, and they left, went to WCW. And then I uh, started training with Dundee a little bit, and he left. And just went to different schools, the Jarrett School quite a bit, and uh, ended up shutting down. And a guy named Chris Kern broke me into the business oh, yeah. and was training me a little bit. And uh, Freddie started promoting a little bit in the 90s, uh, like '90. 91, ninety one, ninety ninety one. Uh, okay, he was helping somebody else promote in ninety, and uh, they needed a referee and want to know if I would ref. And I started out refereeing, and then I pro- progressed into wrestling and uh, st- started with Freddie uh, Morton uh, wrestling, and then uh, had a break up uh, with some promoters, and one went one way and one went the other way, and I ended up leaving. Um, with, uh, some other guys, uh, Tommy Higgin and those guys, I went with them okay. and started wrestling with them on a regular basis. And man, the rest is history. And, and, you know, Tommy Higgy was a was a great, great, most underrated wrestler that I believe I know. Oh man, yeah. He was such a great, 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 great guy. That's and man, he do. could, yeah, he, he he made a lot of people in this area look like a million bucks. And I was one of them, yeah. you know, he was just, he deserves so much credit that he never gets. If that yeah. makes sense. Um, yeah. but, yeah. Uh, I went with them and, um, next, you know, they had the wild boys, Ben Jordan and Steve Neely, uh, coming along and they were about to do their thing and finish, you know, go different ways. And, uh, Ben was leaving to go to global, and you know, ended up becoming the global heavyweight, uh, light heavyweight champion. Sorry, uh, they needed somebody to fill in that tag team, so it kind of went to my brother and I, and we took off. And man, it's been a one heck of a rocket
2: ship. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: Shane. What was your, who was was who was your first match with?
0: Well, the first match, it was kind of it was kind of a um, a gimmick match. It was uh, it was uh, Mike Samples, Flash Flanagan. And uh, Misty uh, Lane, what they were critter. taking on my yeah, <laughs> taking on <laughs> Brady Morton and the sheik George Weingrop and myself. Mm. And I was, oh, I was wow. a referee doing it as a referee that night. That okay. was the very first match that I worked as a wrestler. And okay, they, okay. they said, just they said, we want you to wrestle in your referee stuff. And I said, okay, that's fine, and I did. And then <laughs> it just uh took off from there. and. And so many people, it caused a riot because they they got a heat on me, beat, beat the crap out of me. And it ended up causing a riot. And they said, oh, well, we can't just put him back referee. And now we got <laughs> to use another race. So that's kind of how yeah. I started out.
2: Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Your first try, you get a riot. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's guys <laughs> that yeah. never get riots. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. It, was, it, was wild. it got wild that night
2: so that that was your you you were a referee, and that was technically your first match and your first gimmick essentially right i mean
0: well the well I'd been referee and some, and that was the first they put me into it as a wrestler, I was wrestling that night,
2: gotcha, but yeah, they wanted
0: okay. me to, they wanted me to wrestle as a referee, you know, kind of like Danny Davis for the w w e did had a you know the striped outfit made and all, but they just wanted me to re- uh wrestle that one night in in the um referee outfit and I did and yeah. it, like I said it caused such a commotion that they like uh, we can't we're just going to have to Put him out there as a wrestler
2: now. So you just named some awesome names. I just interviewed George Weingroff on the Wolfie D Show. What a great dude and what an interesting show. He he actually told us a funny story about it was Gypsy Joe and Freddie Morton in a match and Gypsy got a little hot in that one. Were you there? Do you remember that match at all? Oh yeah, yeah.
0: It got it got wild. Gypsy, I thought Gypsy was going to kill Freddie. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, yeah. 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 It was brutal. I heard. George has you know, George has no uh, no uh, no one to uh turn your back on there either. You know, George could hurt you and tie you up quickly if he wanted to.
2: Yeah, very, yeah. very much a shooter. One of the one of the oh. real shooters, you know. Yes. What was that first promotion called that you worked for?
0: Mid South Wrestling Alliance.
2: Okay, okay, gotcha. And again, you said who was running that one?
0: Well, Freddie was running that show at the time. Got Freddie, Freddie Morton right. and yeah. Thurman Dolan.
2: Got it. Got it. Okay. So, and then talk about you and Steve. I mean, you and Steve, if you were like me and Jared, my brother here, he and I have essentially been a tag team since we were kids. You know what I mean? And I can imagine that you and Steve, and that's what makes brother tag teams so good when, you know, of course my brother and I are not trained as professional wrestlers and you and Steve obviously have that training and it's, I've seen many matches where y'all worked well and awesome together, but talk about, about that process of of okay look we're now you know a tag team together it's an official tag team we're not just rolling in the ring during intermission and stuff talk about that and how that worked out was it just an automatic jail experience there or were there some bumps in the road
0: uh no we we jailed well together because you know we grew up together uh and uh pretty much uh raised each other you know uh, we had a kind of rough upbringing there and uh stuck it out together and, and you know, of course we played sports together and everything we did, we did together. And yeah, uh yeah. so we kind of looked out for each other. So that he and I, Chris Champion was the one that put us together. Put us Got together, it. wanted us to wrestle. Um because therefore, also, when the first when I first started wrestling, I wrestled Steve quite a bit, you know, yeah. because they like, well, let's get you used to wrestling somebody who you would feel comfortable with. So they just stuck me with Steve and, and we wrestled each other quite a bit. And man, they was Christian like, now. Nah, we're going to put you together. We're going to call you all the marvelous Mortons. I'm like, <laughs> uh, Okay. That's what you want to do. And, uh, so he, he, so we kind of dropped the marvelous name and just became the Morton brothers. you know, and, um, yeah. But we always gel really well together. I guess you know, just being that brotherly instinct. Uh, Bubba and I gel real well together too. Bubba was Bubba, you know, and my younger brother there, and uh, we gelled really good together. We we did real well together too, but not as good as Steve and I did. Steve right. and I was just more more natural than Bubba. Bubba's a little younger, a little a uh, little bit, uh, you know, thinks outside the box a little more than. Uh, hey, I want to try this, I and mean, he might want to get into. You know, the crazy stuff. And I'm like, nah, no, <laughs> nah, I'm not into that. You, know? but, you, know, I mean. you just described <laughs> but, uh, Bubba yeah, very we, we well, gelled, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we gelled really well together. You know, um, towards the end of my career, that when I was finishing up, I did a lot more with Bubba than I did Steve because Steve was, um, got really heavy, heavily involved in uh, baseball and stuff with his kids. And ended yeah. up running the league in Murphysboro and stuff. So he was taking a lot of time off, and Bubba and I were doing a lot of stuff together. So you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Bubba Bubba was with me when I when I met, ran into one of our mutual friends. You know, old uh, Sheikh uh, Omar there. Uh, oh, Bubba man. was with me when I was having dealings with Omar.
2: You know. I know. Here's the thing: he actually <laughs> tried to send me a PayPal to not do this interview. Shane, did you know that?
3: Oh, he no. said he heard I that I was trying
2: that. to interview you, and he actually tried to send me money. It was actually ten camels, three pretty wives, and two of his ugly wives, and he was going to send them oh, all yes. to me.
0: Yeah, it took rough, me forever you know. to get rid of that camel that it, that he gave me. It took me I, forever to get get rid of a camel with two humps.
2: I know that was the weirdest camel ever. <laughs> I
0: don't
2: I don't get it. But anyway, nobody's ever looking for a camel with two humps, are they? That's just you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we've been talking a little bit about like Bubba, Steve. We brought up your daughter, Jerry, Lynn, Cody. Everybody. How many Mortons are there? Not counting Ricky, I'm talking just directly close to you. Now I know Ricky's related to you, but you know what I'm saying,
0: right? Uh, with uh, just related to me, uh, close proximity. There's Jerry, which is we call him Bud. That was Freddie's daddy. Then right. Freddie, then me, Steve, uh, Jerry Lynn, Cody, my oldest son Justin, uh, Bubba, Brandon, uh, David. Uh, my sister Jennifer, Jerry Lynn, uh, I think I got them all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got of them. Every and time, not, go. Including, uh, not including Ricky and Carrie.
2: Because that adds another 20 or 30, right? With Ricky. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. But anyway, yeah, I always joked that the Mortons are multiplying because, you know, Shane would work in a promotion and then here would come Steve and then here would come Cody or Dave. And I was out there working when, you know, when uh, Cody was just coming in the business and David was just coming in the business. But it was always something that you clearly looked out for family. And that's something that really I respect about you is that you really did your best. So like if you saw opportunities that you could bring in your family to work, I mean, there's nothing I think that's genius because not only is that show that you've got people you can trust around you, but also that you are a good family person. And I think that shows a lot about a person whenever they have their family near. Thus, why my brother and I do this podcast together. We're not close in, in mileage right now, but we're close through this Internet that we're on. You know, it's all right. about family to me.
0: Yeah, that's me. You know, it's all all about family. Um, you know, I try to help. I try to help anybody that's willing to help themselves. If that makes sense. Um, sure. And I see a lot of potential in people. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, a lot of people may you know. And I, I'm not. I'm not going to say uh, I'm you know brag on myself or nothing. But like <laughs> when I was promoting promoting full time, I would use somebody, see potential in somebody that nobody else really wanted to use. Then when I started doing something with them. Next thing you know, everybody's using them. It's like, well, anyway, yeah. you just didn't want to use this guy. Right. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I tell you somebody and Jimmy, you know, the guy as well as I do had a lot of potential and a lot of people really didn't see it at first was Dyron and Flynn. Yeah. Great. Hand, great, yeah. great hand, man. And a lot of people really didn't see that at first, but look yeah. at him now, you know, doing wonderful things. Uh, you know, but, uh, you
2: know, I remember I, I you introduced Doug anybody. Markham to the scene up yeah, there. I sure did. He did, I did. He's doing things with MLW and all kinds of Conrad Thompson brings up Doug Markham on his podcasts. I'm just saying. So you yeah. inter- I remember you introducing him, you know. That yeah. anyway, keep going. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I just try to help people that were willing to help themselves or, or had potential, you know, or I thought that they had potential and and, and all they needed was a little help. You know, every once in a while, we're all at the bottom and trying to get our way up. And if it wasn't for people helping me along the way, I wouldn't have got to be where I was at and got to do the things I got to do. And, uh, you know, and I never forgot that. And as I said, if I ever got in a situation where I could help somebody else out, I'd sure try to help them any way I could. You know, and I and I tried to do that, you know, as, as often as I could. And, you know, and with Cody and David coming up, Jerry Land, and you can talk to them and they'd tell you i never gave them anything i made them work for it and i made them earn it you know and i, I didn't just hand that spot hey here you go i'm gonna get you a spot you right. know i made them earn it and, yeah. and made them keep earning it to keep it you know and yeah. um and i think it made them better i mean david and cody were traveling quite a bit they've both kind of uh, gotten out uh not really doing a whole lot anymore um, you know, Cody had a, had a little girl, my granddaughter, Presley Ray. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, so he's not doing much since he's had her. Uh, David's not doing a whole lot now. It, and, you know, the ironic thing is. They said, Man, wrestling just ain't what it used to be. And I said, You got that right. Think about
2: thirty years ago when I got into it. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. No you kidding. Know? I mean it, it's 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 almost to the point now that you know, I could even go out here in North Carolina and get some bookings. I know people that come down here and stuff, but honestly, I just don't have the drive for it because I look and see at the, the current product. That's why we named this show Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. You know what I mean? I mean it's it's not a right. it's not just a it's not just a saying, it's actually something we feel you know so
0: yeah yeah. you know the the biggest problem with wrestling today is is a lot of people's not worried about next week next month six months down the road they're worried about today 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 tonight 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 yeah hot shot
2: booking Yep. 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 yep
0: and then you know that that you know i knew where i was going when i was booking i knew where i was going and i was three four months out and I yep. knew where I was going three to four months down the road. And a lot of people don't do that, you know. Right. Or right. to me, craziest thing, and I think you know this story here, Jimmy, uh, firing somebody because they have too much heat. Oh, Why yeah. would you fire somebody because they have too much heat? That Seriously. is the yeah. most falcon thing I've ever heard. You know, that means you need to fire the rest of your guys and make them step it up. I can right. understand that they got too much cheap heat. You got you know, there's such a thing as heat and cheap heat. But, right. you know, uh, make your other guys step up to the level this person got. I mean, uh, right. make your baby face step up to the level this baby face, you know. Uh, and people don't want to do that, you know. It, now, today, people are worried about, hey, man, I, I can sell five tickets. Oh, I'm going to book you. I'm going to book you. I'm going to put you on the show tonight because you're going to sell five tickets next week. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. When we were talking a while ago. You know, talking about Freddie and Ricky, and uh, even with them being related to me, it was—I didn't just walk in the door, and hey, everything was handed to me. I, I mean, it was hard for me to get in. You know, yeah. I had to prove that I was willing to—I I was willing to give what it takes to make it in this business, and that's what I kept proving time and time again that I, I was willing to do. I remember driving to uh, Dallas, Texas, one time for Skandor Akbar. And oh, I got man. a hot dog, a cold drink, and $10. Wow. And, <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: A 10 and a half hour drive. And he says, You want to come back? I said, I'd absolutely love to, but I can't come back from this. We'll have to talk about price.
3: Right. And Seriously. Said, it, you
0: know, <laughs> and, uh, it wasn't too long after that, he had passed. And, you know, unfortunately, I didn't get to go back. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I paid a lot of dues and, and did a lot of shows. Where there was hardly no money involved, or time you paid gas and trans or whatever, and food and you, you were you you didn't make anything. You went in the hole, but you got your name out there. Right. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shane, what's the what's your uh, favorite promotion you've ever worked for?
0: Uh. Well, I guess uh, uh, I did a little bit for the USWA, and I guess growing up watching that. Um, and able to work, work the fairgrounds and I didn't work the fairgrounds for the USWA, but, uh, doing a little bit for them, but, you know, I guess that was a favorite thing there, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. promotion, for sure. uh, because, you know, uh, a lot of people's, uh, ambitions or whatever, my dream is to go to Madison square garden. My dream was to go to the national fairgrounds. That's where I grew up watching wrestling or to the mid South Coliseum or, Louisville Gardens, effect, you know? let's go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to work the Gardens and got to work at uh, Evansville at the Coliseum and uh, different places, you know, and really enjoyed what I got to do. And I, I worked some dark shows for WWE and WCW and different places and, and some house shows for them. And, you know, I, I enjoyed what I got to do and was thankful for what I got to do. Where did you work for them at?
2: Did, was it in the gardens? Is I, that where you
0: worked? No, I worked spot shows for him wherever. Uh, I mean, I remember one time driving uh, with uh, Debbie Combs and Robbie Rage. We went to uh, a place you may know, uh, Golly Bridges, West Virginia, or something like that. <laughs> I've heard uh, of that place. Yeah, to, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a for a w, WWF show, and then, um, uh, man, uh, Tom Brandy was the booker. For it uh, he was booking the shows and and it was a fair show, okay. so they got on a bunch of these little uh, sending crews down to do these fair shows, and it wasn't a big huge thing, but they were getting paid big buku bucks to do it, and I got on a bunch of those shows like that. Got me booked on a lot of stuff with me on a lot, you know. The women did, yeah. So. That's awesome. So yeah, okay, so
2: you got your favorite promotion then, obviously. So you know, what was your favorite promotion that you got to run? Um
0: well uh the CBA I ran that for years um, yeah. you know uh, that was mine and and I really enjoyed that had a lot of huge success there um, you know we uh, we ran out of an armory in Columbia every other week for for quite a long time and you know back in back then, it was. We were thinking about canceling if we drew three hundred people. You know, it was like, oh, we don't got three hundred wow. people. We might yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. I, I had put um, eleven 1, hundred people in there uh, for a, a show that was just local talent. No big, huge name on it. Local talent and drew eleven 1, hundred people. Yeah.
2: Well, you always drew well in Columbia. I know that because I worked those shows, especially now. It may have been a different era,
0: obviously,
2: but at the same time, I remember you packing the buildings out wherever you did it. So always impressed by that.
0: Yeah. You know, um, and like I said, that goes back to the um, I know, you know who I'm talking about, Jimmy, the devil's disciples. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. We had a long ongoing we feuded with those guys for twenty seven years, believe it or not. They are like your some, Midnight Express, basically. I mean if you think about it. Right, right. Right. Uh every year at Meal Day, you know, that's a big thing around Columbia was Meal Day. And there would be three to four hundred thousand people in this town for a meal Gathering. you know. And yeah. we would always run a big show there and always would have the Mortons and the Devils on it. And it was nothing but a fight. It was a street fight, some kind of fighting going on and it drew <laughs> every time and yeah. i remember we ran head to head against another show and uh they were trying to dog the show out uh, my show out you know oh why would you want to go see that that was the same main event you seen 20 years ago you need to be over here and they were trying to use fake mortons and all kinds of stuff and uh that night they drew maybe 75 people there I drew 550 people. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, with that same, that same main event that they said, wasn't going to draw. I drew 550 people with that. That's awesome. Did you have like a worst promotion you ever worked for or like. No, uh, Worst promotion I ever worked for. Oh, uh, <laughs> <that's, that's kind laughs> maybe. One there, man. maybe so there's the top quite a few of, of them top. that I hated, you know, that I hated working for. Um, you know, because of dumb stuff. You know, sure. Uh, you know, I, I, you know. Mm. And a good on one that can one
2: turn a into second. a bad one, right? I mean, that's just how it goes. Oh yeah. Good one could because yeah. t- I think I may know one that you're talking about right in the
0: mind right now. But yeah, I mean, there's there several man that that just were. Um, I, I I can give you one good one. Uh, They called me want to know if I'd come and wrestle for this company, and I, and I knew who the company was, and I was like, no. Uh, because they really didn't have any talent in the earning thing. And I was like, no, I don't want to come there. And they said, like, oh, please, we need your help. We need your help. And anyway, uh, I decided to go to work for them. And, uh, and it was RTW. And uh, they asked me, "So, if you owned this, what would you do with this company? I said, I'd fire everybody you had and hire new talent, because you don't have any talent. <laughs>
3: wow. And
0: they said, oh, okay. So they fired everybody. Oh, And, and uh, they said, yeah, so they fired everybody except for one person, and that was the promoter's son, and they of kept course. him. And yeah. uh, they said, uh, can you hire some guys? So I hired some guys to come in and uh, turned it into a decent, halfway decent place. And, and then they think, when when I got it up and going, oh, we're drawing now, we can fire Shane. So they fired me to oh, get rid man. of me, and I, that's, not why, that's not why I'm mad at them, but it, it just— they never deserved to be in the business. Let me just put it that way. They, they was not willing to work at anything to to um, make the business better. They were all about doing everything they could to destroy the business. And, you know, somebody come up and say, hey, uh, I want to be a wrestler. Okay, uh, give me $100, and, and you can be a wrestler. Mike. And they'd stick them right in the ring. No training, no nothing. Oh, my uh, gosh. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen guys – do that and they claim they were trained by chase stevens or they're trained by this guy and you know wrestling can be very dangerous absolutely but i don't know that there's anything more dangerous than an untrained wrestler honestly
0: oh yeah oh yeah i agree with you 100 percent. that's like you talking about that jimmy one night i was sitting in telehoma tennessee at a national guard armory and this guy was talking about he was trained and all this and that and the other and I don't know if you know Rick Reynolds or not, uh, Forsaken. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, of course. Uh, he, was telling, he, he was telling Forsaken, said, oh, yeah, man, I was trained by Shane Morton. And I'm sitting right <laughs> beside this thing. Oh, my oh, goodness. goodness. And I looked at him, and, and, and so Rick says, "Uh, so Shane Morton trained him. Yeah, man, He, you know he, you know who he is? He's kind of Ricky Morton. He said, oh, yeah, I know who he is. I've heard of him. He kicks on, and he goes on with this conversation for about four or five minutes. And uh, I looked at him. I said, um, so Shane Morton trained you? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, I don't like you, man. He goes, oh, uh, 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 I wouldn't tell him, man. He, he he might whoop you. I said, I don't think he can whoop me. And he goes, oh, yeah, he, he, he might. I said, no. I said, you got a phone number? He said, "Uh, uh, uh well, yeah, but I don't have it with me. I said, because I sure like to talk to him. And yeah. he goes, "Why, why you want to talk to him for? I said, because he's an idiot if he trained you. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He, he ain't no idiot, man. He's been around. I said, oh, really? I said, wow. I said, no, what's your name again? And he told me who he was, and I don't even remember what his name is. And I said, well, that's funny. I don't ever recall training you. And he goes, yeah, do what? And I said, I don't ever recall training you. And I'm going to oh, give oh, you about five man. seconds to get out of this room because if you don't get out of this restroom, I'm fixing to hurt you. Man. Said, who, who, who do you think you are? I said, well, let, let me introduce myself. My name's Shane Morton. Oh, my and he God. Goes, uh, 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 and he started backpedaling, and he left and never came back.
2: I was going to say, have, has anyone ever seen this man again? Because I can't imagine <laughs> he would ever even show yeah. his face at a show. I bet he don't even watch wrestling anymore because of
0: that. <laughs> well, he, probably, he probably does it. He probably does it.
2: Yeah, that is amazing story
1: if you're a pro wrestling fan there's something for everyone at the cheap heat tv podcast network from the pro wrestling discussion show cheap heat tv live to the interview show the jackson interaction podcast with the king of all wrestling media gene jackson to the silliness of the Whitey Show and the brand new Zip, Xander's Irresistible Podcast with Charles
0: Anders, you can check them all out and much more over at CheapHeatTVLive.com. This, this is the big picture, Michael
1: Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. The fuck's wrong in he's gonna tell you what about.
2: So I told you about this game that we play. Everybody that listens, they know the game that we do here. It's called the Name Game. And all this is is to elicit a response from you, whether it's a word, a story, uh, you know, just whatever you got. You don't have to give us a bunch, but you can also, if it's a great story, don't let us stop you here. So whenever we do this, literally, we just kind of let you take over on this one. So we're going to start out the Name Game. Shane Morton, do you want to play the Name Game?
3: I do. All right, let's, let's do
2: it. DJ, hit the music.
1: Now it's time to play the name game. Hey,
3: now it's time to play the name game. Hey, now it's time to play the. Now it's time to play the name game.
2: Jared, kick it off. All right, Shane. We we
1: we spoke about him a little bit earlier, uh, but Gypsy Joe.
0: Oh man what a great mentor man he he helped me out a lot coming into the business um you know uh, nothing but great 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 minds and if joe liked you he took care of you joe didn't like you he's gonna hurt you um <laughs> one of the fondest memories i have of joe uh you know joe lost his leg uh due to diabetes and stuff before he passed and uh two great memories uh gulf coast wrestling reunion they do a big reunion down at the gulf coast every year or, or they used to they've canceled it now but uh, i took joe down there one of uh one of the last years he was alive and and loved it loved it and we were in the car going down i-65 south and joe's got his nub up there you know and sweet home alabama come out. he got that nub put the down music up Sweet on Alabama, <laughs> and he was, just had that Another going. Uh, never forget that. Never forget that. And uh, the last time I ran a promotion was in Columbia. I was doing real well with it, and um, we were having a. Uh, it wasn't Mule Day, but we were having a big show. And I called Joe, and Joe was living in a nursing home and was kind of depressed and stuff. I said, Joe, uh, I'm gonna get some um, eight by tens made up of you. And, uh, I want you to come down and sign him. And, uh, he goes, man, nah, nobody know Joe no more. I said, Joe, I'm going to come and get you and bring you to the wrestling. And I want you to, when well, you do that. I want to advertise you're going to be there. And then uh, he says, oh, nobody know Joe no more. I said, I want to advertise you, Joe, to let people know you're going to be there. Okay. He said, okay. Well, so I got, I got, uh, I think it was five or six photos made up of Joe, Eight by tens, went and had them copied, made right quick, you know, carried him down there. He ended up selling about three or $400 worth of pictures that night at $5 wow. a piece. Wow. And, uh, I was taking him home, uh, back to the nursing home that night. And I drove 70 miles out of the way to get him and yeah. I had to drive him back home that night. But, uh, as I was driving him back home, he handed me all that money and, um, he said, uh, here, you keep this money uh, because you let Joe live again. You let Joe oh, be a man, man. again. Man. Oh, and I said, man. Joe, you, te- you take that money. You keep that money, buddy. I, I don't want your money. And uh, he said, no, you take it. I said, Joe, didn't you say you had to buy snacks and stuff for yourself while you're at the nursing home? He said, yes, yeah. I said, you keep that money. You give it to Janae. That's Joe's daughter. I went to school with Joe's daughter. Yeah. And I said, you give that money to Janae and let Janae buy you some snacks or whatever you need, bro. I said, thank you for everything you've ever done for me in the wrestling business. I said, you took care of me when I was young and dumb. And I said, at least I could do is repay the favor to you. And I'll never forget that. He cried that night and said, you let Joe live uh, to be a man again.
2: Man, that means man. a lot, bro. That's, a, that's wow. a story and a half, man. Yeah, seriously. We should have yeah. saved that one for the end. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a closer. Man, I love that one.
0: Yeah, Yeah, nothing but respect for Joe.
2: Yeah, seriously. So, all right, well, I'm going to take one here. Then you brought him up a little bit earlier there, but let's talk about Ben Jordan.
0: Ben Jordan. Oh, man. Um, What can I say about Ben? Man, super great guy, great friend. uh, Learned a lot from Ben. Um, Used to. uh, I copied a lot, uh, two tag teams a lot when uh steve and i did when we were coming up one of them was the wild boys ben jordan and steve and we bought a lot of their old tights and used to wear a lot of their old stuff that they either bought or didn't wear didn't like or whatever we would buy them and use them and or if they wore them we'd still buy them and use them and uh wolfie and jamie we copied them a lot you know uh oh yeah you know that's good that's good tag team wrestling you know kind of take ones from this one and that one but uh Ben, super nice guy, man. Well, well well-deserved. All the accolades he's ever received, man, and a lot that he doesn't get credit for. Uh, Very underrated. Man, super nice guy, though. Super nice guy. Nothing nothing but respect to Ben. Yeah.
2: Well, you brought up the Devil's Disciples, Dante and the Great Mephisto. Talk about them a little bit.
0: Well, let me tell you, the last match I had was in 2019, and it was against... Mephisto and Dante. Yeah, uh, it was actually uh, it was Mephisto, Dante Forsaken, uh Corey Cruz and Cannibal Lecter against uh Steve, myself, Cody, David, and Jerry Lynn. But like I told him at the end of that match, I said, only thing I can tell you it's easy to like somebody that likes you back. Yeah. And it's easy to love somebody that loves you back. It's hard to love somebody that that hates you. Right. I said, but I'm going to tell you what, for 28 years, we've beaten banged against y'all. I said, whether I like you or love you or whatever, I can always tell you this, no matter what, y'all always brought up, made us bring out our A game when we was in the ring with y'all. And I said, I have nothing but respect for y'all because y'all paved the way for guys like us. You you had and to I, have the, the know, bad guys. You know, you had to have the, the villains, you know. They were so right. good at that. Exactly. Exactly, you know, and man, they were Like I said, if it wasn't for those guys Man, half the guys around in this area Wouldn't have been who they were If it wasn't for Mephisto and Dante Exactly,
2: I agree Rick Reynolds, you know, I've heard his name so many times And different guys, like I said, he trained Wolfie D He, you know, did yeah. so many things with other guys But, you know, I I knew him as Forsaken What a great, huge man that guy is You know what I mean? Talk about him
0: uh, Well, now that I'm not wrestling with him anymore, man, one of the greatest guys he'll ever meet. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I know right now if I was going down the road and I needed him, he would drop whatever he's doing to come and help me. Yeah. Um, uh, he's become a. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but he's became a um, ordained minister. Uh, yeah, man, just a great guy, godly man, uh, just man. I. I I'm going to just tell you a quick story about him. I worked that guy solid every Saturday night for a year, for one year straight. And uh, we were finishing up a deal and uh, in Columbia. And uh, they was like, well, where are you going to go from here? What are you going to do now? And we did a, a one-hour time limit and played cat and mouse for 59 and a half minutes. I'll shoot 59 and a half minutes. Yeah, thirty seconds. I get a hold of them, start beating them up, and the bell rings. Oh man! So, like what the heck happened? Time limit draw. <laughs> well, Larry Valentine and the short Dressed Man Lawrence come out and jumped on me, and started beating the crap out of me. Yeah. And guess who helped me out? Forsaken. Of course. So guess who becomes my new becomes my new tag team partner? Shane Morrison, Forsaken against uh, Larry Valentine and short Dressed Man Lawrence, and it we worked another six months like that. Just, just man, awesome guy. Awesome guy.
2: Natural storytelling that makes sense. It's th- God forbid that happened, right? Come on. <laughs> right. Right. So right. here's another guy. How
0: about this one? Stylin Shane Eden. Stylin Shane. He was uh he was a uh different different character there now. I'm just, <laughs> uh great guy, great guy, man. Uh love him to death, still do. Uh, had a lot of a lot of ability. Uh, just don't think he uh, knew how to put it together. If you know what I mean, uh, had a, a ton of potential, ton of potential, yeah. and I think he kind of listened to some of the wrong people at the wrong time, and uh, never never really developed into the potential person that he could have been if that right makes
2: sure. sense to you. It does. It does.
0: Yeah, so Shane, how about one of
1: our uh, past guests that we've had on here? It's one of our highest rated episodes ever. Jeff, the crippler Daniels.
0: Uh, Jeff, man, what, I mean, what can you say about Jeff Daniels? Uh, great talent, great talent, man. I, I, think, uh, probably one of the best talkers in the business. I mean, he can cut a promo on you and man, Absolutely. he just, just a great, yeah. great, great, great man. Uh, uh, man he, any uh you know any card that he went to he was a he was a great asset to any card uh nothing but respect for jeff uh great guy um didn't see eye to eye with him a lot on on different things uh we had difference of opinions on things uh was he right no was i right no uh <laughs> but we agreed to, we agreed to disagree on things uh But we were both very professional about it. I said much respect to him, though, man. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we had fun on that show. Jeff is the kind of guy that really, you know, like how we're kind of doing the interview here and you're answering the questions. Jeff doesn't really need that. He just is his own man, one man show. Not, you know, not that you couldn't do that as well. But still, I was like, hold up. Jeff, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get Jeff there. Yeah. We them. <laughs> Jeff would already have right. the answer out before we could ask it, which was good, you know.
0: Right. You know he come out of that Louisiana territory, and uh, I think oh, he yeah. worked a lot in South Texas. And, and, and man, because uh, if, if I'm if i not mistaken, I could be wrong, but I believe he worked for uh, uh, Joe Blanchard a lot. You know, there was a he lot did. of great talent out there when he was out oh, there. Oh,
3: yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Had, and Louisiana, and, you know, a lot of the old Mid-South, uh, Bill Watts territory, a lot of great guys come out of that area, too, you know. And Jeff was just in the right place at the right time. Uh, Jerry Jarrett come and watch uh, Rick Reynolds and myself one night in Columbia. And I yeah. uh, was working for that RTW. And uh, I sold I sold my ass off, uh, you know, and was just selling, selling, selling. Jerry told Rick and I, he said, boy, I could have made some money with y'all guys. You're about 10 years too late on the territory deal. And uh, he said, oh, I could have made money with y'all guys. I was oh, like, oh, but what a compliment, you know, what Seriously. a compliment.
2: Seriously, that's a great yeah. compliment. Yeah. Speaking of another guy, that's a great talent and, a, and a, a good old guy. And I really enjoyed getting to know him through the years. And, and you guys had some great battles as saw, in my opinion. And, and prior to that is the boogie, woogie boy, Gary Valiant.
0: Man, uh, where can I say about Gary? Uh, one of the best partners I ever had. One of the worst enemies I ever had. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we had a love-hate relationship sometimes. But man, what a talent! What yeah. a talent, man! Understood. And man, I don't know if you know this or not, but could shoot. He was a good shooter too. Oh yeah. He to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But was good shooter. You know, wrestler. his, brother, his yeah. brother Billy. Oh yeah. His brother Billy was a was a, a great shooter in Japan. You know, and. uh uh, Gary used to sh- scrap with uh, Billy quite a bit, and man. Uh, but Gary, man, loves him like a brother, man. Uh, he was a twin brother from a different mother. Uh, <laughs> talking about gelling well, uh, he and I gelled very well together. Um Funny thing, you know what heat and hot tag and, and all that is? Uh, we used to argue with who was going to take the heat in the match, you know. I'll get yeah. it, I'll get yeah. it. And, and then the other one would end up doing it just to make the other one mad. Oh, I took the heat. Sorry. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was supposed to um, Man, um, working with him when we was doing the BWO, uh, I think a lot of people tell you we got tired uh, seven times in seven days because we had so much heat. People wanted to kill us. I remember one night in McMillan, Tennessee, we had so much heat that the sheriff showed up because there was 20 people standing outside with guns waiting on us to come out the door. And they said, we got to find a way out the back here. And I said, I'm not going out the back. I'm going out the front. I come in the front door. I'm going out the front door. And they said, y'all can't go out the front door. And Gary said, well, Shane's going out the front door. I'm going out the front door with him. So we walked out there. And they—they, they I said, first one of you point a gun at me, I'm gonna make you eat that thing. And the yeah. sheriff said, the first one of you point a gun at him, I'm gonna take you to jail. But the best thing for you two to do is get in a damn car and get to the county line. Don't you ever come back to this county again. <laughs> oh my God! So he ran. Oh he he followed us to the county line and made us leave and told us we, we couldn't never come back to that county again. Man. So we had to wait about six months for him to lose the election so we could go back to that county.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Oh, that's
1: incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's funny. Now, that's he. Uh, how, how, how about another former guest of Hammerjack? Hammerjack.
0: Hammerjack and I had a lot of success together. We tagged together a lot, too. And um, at one time, we were, let's see, we were the CWA tag team champions. We were the SWF tag team champions. We were the, uh, oh, man. Uh, Southern All Star Champions. Um, we were about four. We had about four sets of tag belts at one time. We've been managed by Charmin Charles. Uh, a lot of great talent. With Kenny, Kenny had a lot of potential too. Um, um, Kenny, Kenny wanted to uh, get in there and uh, wanted to really make a go of it, and uh, got to where I don't know. He he started believing his hype. You know, I was like, Kenny, calm down, calm down. <laughs> or, you know, and uh man, great great love for Kenny, man. Uh I love Kenny to death and uh had a lot of success with him. Um had a lot of fun with him. Um had a lot of good battles with him. I've battled him quite a few times. Uh had a lot of good battles with him. Uh matter of fact, an old former partner of mine, Devin Domain and uh, myself used to tag up uh, quite a bit, and we would uh, be wrestling uh, Fast and Furious, uh, Hammerjack, and Shaney. We had yeah. a lot of good battles with those guys. Yeah,
2: that's some underrated stuff. I'm hoping Brian Turner's VHS Rehab can pull some of all that stuff out. Any of it that was recorded, because he's really turning out some good stuff over there. Hopefully, I'd like to see a little more Shane Morton in that channel too. By the way, Brian. But Boy,
0: anyway, I tell you what, I, you yeah. what, I wish to, uh we, we used to film every week and uh we would record over it i kick myself in the butt all the time for not uh oh, putting man. a lot of it on tape man i probably yeah. got i probably got uh probably 35 or 40 vhs tapes full of old stuff that that i need to get put on cds um you know you know do you know who scott Teal is uh-huh yeah
2: yeah sure do
0: scott Scott did a thing. Uh, he invited me to his reunion to bring Joe before Joe passed away. You know, and that was a highlight of my career there. I got to go to that. That was really the Tennessee Wrestling Legends thing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, li- yeah, for he, sure. He took a bunch of old uh, VHS tapes that my brother had given him and put them together and put them on DVDs. And he said, Shane, I didn't realize you and your brother tagged up as much as y'all did. He said, Man. Morton brothers, we seen y'all in town after town after town after town. He said, I've never seen so many uh, matches that y'all had with different people. And I said, yeah, we got around, you know, back in the day, we were burnt six, seven days a week. <laughs> you know, when we started out, we were wrestling six and seven days a week. So we was in different towns with different people and, you know, we could make a living doing it, but. It's hard to do that anymore. But anyway, let's yeah. get back to the loan
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, my next question I've got, because I know this name is going to elicit a great response or some kind of funny story, because he's just one of those guys that when you're in the locker room with him, you try to get around him as much as possible, even if it's just to hear what he's about to say or make fun of or whatever. And this one is Buzzed Up. Oh, Buzzy. <laughs> let's, let me tell you, we're,
0: we're going to start with Buzzy. <laughs> um, man, what a great hint for a big man he can move um, I got a funny story with Buzzy uh, we were going to Detroit uh, Michigan one night and um, I had a, a ring I was pulling a ring up there to sell it and it was uh, Buzz. and we stopped in uh, Louisville Kentucky picked up Jamie Dundee so it was uh, Buzz, Jamie myself, uh, me Mike Woods um uh, uh, Stephen uh, Brady and uh, Kyle Scribner. We were all going up the road there, and it's a funny story though, we stopped and got something to eat that morning for breakfast. And we yeah. just got through eating, we got to going down the road, and my wind the truck window. Something happened to my truck window. Wouldn't roll down, and Jamie started. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh. god, it was horrible. Couldn't oh, get the window rolled down, up, and I and I got. It bad stomach, weak stomach man I thought, oh my god, I'm trying to, trying to get pulled over can't get pulled over, and I get sick I'm trying to catch it, throw it out the window Buzz is sitting behind me with a towel I got hit with sausage, oh he got me in the eye with the sausage Jamie said, oh it's a little bubble ball I said, oh my god, that is the ring of smellness oh my god, you'll have to get Jamie Dundee one day to tell you that story He's, yeah, you know yeah. Jamie oh my god, that was that was a funny story, but Buzz, man, what a great hand. Um, you know, he was one of those guys that I told you I took a chance on, and people were using him a little bit. When I took a chance on him, started using him quite a bit, man, uh, everybody started using him then. And uh, and I, I'm not taking any credit for – I mean, he he had some great ability, man, to be a big guy yeah. he can move. Man. Love Buzzy to death, man. He knows if he called me right now, I'd get up. I had to and go help him, uh, love the man to death.
2: He was one of those guys that if you look, even if you just search just a little bit, you're going to randomly see him on a wrestling promotion. Uh, somewhere. You're, it'll be Illinois, Indiana, North Carolina, somewhere, obviously Tennessee, somewhere in Kentucky, somewhere in Alabama. It's never surprising to me when I look on a thing, I was like, daggone, there's Big Bad John, or there's Buzzed Up, or whatever. You know, it's To me, he's still working and he's real consistent, and I definitely we're going to have to have him on the show one day. We just I'm going through a list here Shane you know what I mean we're, we're trying sure. to work through yeah. some names but he's definitely on the list for sure
0: let me give you another quick little deal Please. On One Please. We, were, we, we was doing a big devil's disciples and the Mortons and um, he asked me he said, how long is this main event going to go I said 10 seconds they said for real I said for real <laughs> and uh, so we go out to the ring and uh, Buzz is Buzz supposed to be giving the cue he said they said, when was supposed to go? He said, 10 seconds. Buzz counted 10, and here they come. And <laughs> they're like, oh, I don't think he's supposed to be here. I said, no, he's supposed to be here. And they said, oh, okay. Somebody <laughs> thought Buzz had messed up, but he didn't. He said, oh, the man told me 10 seconds. I gave him 10 seconds. And sure enough, and, and we did a, we did the blow off to that match. So, well, you know what? We didn't get to finish this tonight, but i tell you what. Tomorrow night, Lewisburg, Tennessee, you meet us there. We'll finish this damn fight there tomorrow night. And they had standing room only the next night because all the people drove the next night to that next town. And That's true genius. story, Buzz That's genius. Yeah, Buzz tell you. Sounds and, it, man, he had about 350 people. That's all that building would hold, man. They had – it was rafters and rafters, people hanging everywhere. And they was like, I can't believe these people showed up. I said, because it was a fight. That's what they wanted to see. Columbia was built on blood and guts. That's yeah. what they wanted to see, a fight. They they liked the wrestling, but they wanted to see a fight. Matter of fact, you know, talking about Mule day, I went to a Mule day thing this past week and there was a gentleman come up to me, knew who I was. And uh, he said, Shane, I just want to tell you, man, some of the fondest memories I have in my life with my kids was coming to watch wrestling because every Mule day, when y'all faced them devils, we knew it was going to be a fight and somebody was leaving an ambulance. I said, you got that right. So, you know, to me that was a, that for that coming from a fan, to me, said, "Hey, you did your job, and that's Absolutely. what we wanted to do." Absolutely, that was a high, high compliment, man. Yeah, how about Chris Champion? Oh man, where to start, Chris Champion, man, uh, man, love Chris to death, uh, man. What a great, great worker, man. Uh, Chris battled some demons, you know, he battled some demons and overcome and battle some demons overcome just like everybody you know you you kind of you know we have our own demons everybody fights with their own demons but man what can you great mind great great mind man uh love chris to death man um would do anything in the world i I actually try to help him out there towards the end of his career you know we we put a big benefit together wolfie and jamie actually showed up and worked it and brian christopher you know uh a lot of great hands, but uh that that tells you the volume. When you get guys like Wolfie and Jamie, Brian Christopher, uh guys like that that's willing to come in to help uh to wrestle for free to help another fellow out. That tells you the volumes of respect that they had for him too. But uh man, um owe he a put lot put P G together,
2: uh, you know? He put P G together. Well, so that was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. his reason, you know. So they they owe a lot to him, obviously. So
0: Oh yeah. Most definitely, you know, and like I said, he's the one who put us, uh, Steve and I, together and said, I want to call you all the Marvelous Mortons, and about the first year, year and a half, we were the Marvelous Mortons, and then we became the Morton Brothers, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, more people knew us as the Morton Brothers than they did the Marvelous Mortons, but yeah, uh, Chris, man, he he, uh, he took a chance on two young kids from Columbia uh, and, and had a great. Uh, interest in us and started doing things with us and uh man we uh, we owe our career to chris too you know because uh, he he uh he gave us our first big push and started doing something with us and you That's know awesome. like I said we went we went on with uh, mephisto and dante and, and man they turned us into the workers we became
2: that's awesome that is awesome so my next one you brought him up a little bit earlier and i was worried you were going to go in real detailed story on him but you know a guy i got to meet through you and got to work with a few times and always enjoyed the company around he was a real dude you can tell sharp dress lawrence talk about him
0: uh lawrence man uh actually one of the first uh first guys we ever really worked a program was was, uh, Chris put, uh, Steve and I against him and, uh, Franklin, uh, yeah. they were, uh, strictly business and we worked those guys for a long time, man. Um, great guy, man, uh, probably got one of the best chops in the business, man. He could light you up with a chop and, uh, man, uh, I give him kudos, give him props. Uh, he's still working, uh, you know, uh, doing his thing. And uh I think that uh he and his son just won the um uh, team uh titles down this way uh where I live at, um uh, not too far from where I live. Uh seeing where they were working uh, and he's working every you know, he's working two to three times a week still, you know, and um <laughs> That's but, impressive. Yeah, uh, he's got a good he's, yeah, he's 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 got a good mind for the business too, been around a long time. Um uh very underrated, you know, uh has a has more potential than people, uh, cared to, uh, dabble with, you know, want yeah. to just well, you know, uh, but man, he's got a great mind for the business. Uh, you know, love sitting around talking with him. Uh, he's like family, uh, actually his wife, uh, Lynn and my wife are best friends. So I see, uh, I still see him quite a bit time to time and still, uh, carry on with him, you know, uh, but yeah, man, great worker, great hand, uh, an asset to any card uh, that he's working. You know,
2: that's why uh, he was always on one of yours, right? I mean, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that says a lot.
0: Yeah. You well, know? you know, I, I put him on there. Like I said, uh, it was one of the I was I was willing to take chances on people uh, because people took chances on me. You know, right and. Uh, th- and, you know, at the time when uh, I broke into business, Lawrence was in the business, wasn't much, he was, uh, smaller than he is now too. And everybody's like, y'all little skinny kids. Y'all can't do nothing. Y'all skinny kids, y'all skinny kids. But we would still be tested home, you know?
3: Yeah.
2: You're still standing. That's awesome. Yeah. How about friend of the podcast here?
1: Contributor also, and give me back my pressing. How about Mike Jablonski?
0: Mike Jablonski, man. Um, what can I say about Jablonski? Great hand. Um, with a little rough around the edges when he come in. Uh, probably like everybody young when they come in, eager, hungry, bad attitude. Um, I think he, uh, had a bad attitude when he first started and, uh, I think he got running around tagging up with Quentin charisma and Quentin started showing him the ropes. Then he started becoming like, all right. All right. And then you could see the difference in his transformation and man, what, what a hand he's turning to now. Yeah. Uh, got a great, great, mind. great yeah. uh, great minded man. And, uh, give the man, uh, props, man. Uh, he's a friend of mine on Facebook and constantly, constantly in the gym, trying to improve his body, man. Uh, Great Absolutely. guy, man. Turned turn into one hell of a worker. Uh, love Mike Jablonski. Um, he's put on some, some shows and did some stuff to help out um, uh, a youth football group around his house where he lives at and done real well with that. And, uh, man, just kudos to the man. He, he, he's a great worker, great hand. Uh, I think he's working a lot down towards uh, Dyersburg now. Yeah, he's staying busy, and I'm glad to see him staying busy. But uh, if I was running the show today, which I did use him and uh, J.C. Crow quite a bit on that last uh, run I had uh, running around Columbia there, I used him as much as I could. J.C. Crow was a great little hand, man. Oh, yeah, great, very, great very.
2: Very good talent. Hanging tough with Quentin Charisma, JC Crow, Jeremiah Plunkett. But so I don't want to jump into that real quick, but I gave you know, knowing what you said about Mike, a little rough around the edges, could get a little angry. I actually gave him his own show called Jablonski's Pissed Off. But I will say I think Jablonski's turned a new leaf on that because he doesn't really want to do the pissed off show anymore. So I get that. You know, if he's not feeling pissed off, you know, the the thing that I like about Mike is every time he talks, he's kind of got that. Tony Falk kind of vibe about him, not in the way that Tony does it or LT. Right. I mean, in the way that he is always seemingly cutting a promo a little bit. You know what I mean? Right. And right. I thought that would make a good show. But hey, he just kind of said, hey, look, dude, Hart's not into it at the moment. I'm all good with that. I don't ever want to tell somebody to do something that they're not feeling at the moment. But You know, there's about 18, 17, 18 episodes of that out there on YouTube. Y'all go check that out sometime. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of Jablonski, always will be. He's definitely a friend of the show and always will be as that too. So, yeah, like I said, when
0: when I met, you you know, when I met Jablonski and he had the, you know, kind of like a young. He was probably eighteen years old. So, you know, yeah. he was real rough around the edges and and green, and and um, he was one of them. Oh, I'm I'm better than I, I'm better than you think I am. And uh, like I said, then when she got with uh, Quentin, and I think Quentin toned him down and, and worked him up a little bit and got him a lot oh, yeah. better. Man, like I said, I use Jablonski whenever I'm running the show. I wouldn't hesitate calling him because man, he is a great hand now. Uh and that and that's years uh, you know, hey, when Danny Pig's a great friend of mine. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Danny Pig or not.
2: I know the name. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he rev for years, but uh he told somebody one day, he said, Yeah, when I first met Shane, I thought, Well this little cocky, arrogant guy ain't never gonna amount to nothing. And he said, Boy, did he <laughs> prove me wrong? Yeah, And I guess that's kind of what I'm saying about Jablonski, you know, that Jablonski was rough around the edges and very cocky. And and I think we all are that way when we come into, you know, a male hormone driven sport, you know, hey, we all want to be uh, number one, you know, and man but he's turned into a great great hand nothing but respect for him.
2: so he was the kind of guy that the current jablonski would slap
0: now
3: <laughs> yeah, Exactly.
0: exactly. Yeah. well i was going to tell you he paid me an ultimate compliment uh, i don't know if you're familiar or not but i do a, a reunion every year and uh, he came to it last year and he hugged me and said, man i love you dude i always thought of you as as like a father figure in the rest. And that made me feel good,
2: man. Yeah, we're going to cover that in just a second. I promise we're going to let you put that over. I can't wait to hear all about it. So I got three more here, and I want to okay. kind of do these in pieces here. So the next one, of course, we can't get out of doing the name game without talking about Plunky, our old buddy Plunky.
0: Man, Plunky, where to start? J.P. Dangerously, when I met him. Yeah. And yeah. um uh, met this kid, and I was like, huh. Hmm, let me watch him a little bit, and I watched watch this match, and I'm like, man, he's got some potential. <laughs> and uh, I was like, yeah, man, uh, hey, I'm running a show down here in Columbia. Maybe you think he might could work. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'd love to. And got to talking to Plunky, and got to know Plunky, and man, what a what an awesome individual, man! What an awesome yeah. individual. He great guy, great, great man. He's one of the most underrated talents that I think NWA has right now. Um man, he's he is he's a solid, solid carpenter. Yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying about Plunky. You put Plunky in a ring with anybody and he's a carpenter. He'll oh, yeah. he'll make a like a million bucks, man. He is yeah. he is great, man. He just um have nothing but good things about Plunky. Um yeah. You know, Awesome individual and um, uh, great, great, great personality to the business. Loves the business, man. He's got the destroyer uh, hood on. Uh, I believe it's the destroyer hood tattoo, right?
2: I think it's like yeah, a half and half. It's a half assassin, maybe if, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe. But man, he's gonna what, kill me what for respect not for doing the business. That. Yeah. Yeah. But what respect for the business, man? Uh, man. Uh, Plunkett as a uh, why he's not signed to a major deal i I mean, I know he's working for n w a and and not to say that that's not a major deal, but why he's not at n x t or well, I know why he's not they they're looking for that cookie cutter body you know and and uh but man right, uh, right. a great example, great example that they had for a while, Trevor murdoch man he's oh, like man. A, he's like an old murdoch, you know, he's like you know the old rough rough big bone guys. But, man, he can work and great, like I said, just great personality, um, attitude, man, got the best personality or attitude for the business. Don't mind doing a job if he has to. Don't mind doing whatever as long as it makes sense.
2: Absolutely. He's a, he's a number one in our book. He's actually the first episode for us. And we, you know, we need to get him back on because I'm sure it's been, you know, it's been over a year now since we've done this and, and definitely need to get old Plunky back on because like I said, he's just always, he's been good to me and, and I've, I've been glad I've, I've been better person for knowing him. So the next name All on cool. here, I, I got to know him working at Saul, but also through you as well as old Noray erun.
0: Havoc, <laughs> man. Uh, um,
2: another shooter.
0: What, yeah, boy, what What a talent! Man, the Jarretts knew that they had a good potential guy in him and just kind of missed the boat, uh, so to speak, on the tail end of the territories. I know he worked for the Jarretts, uh, but the big territory days where you could really make a living doing that, um, you know. He missed the boat just by a couple of years, but what Literally. a talent. Literally. Yeah. What a talent, man. Uh what a mind. What a mind. Super nice guy. Probably the nicest guy you'll ever meet, man. Um uh he just man, what a heel. What a heel. Totally. Uh, I totally. remember I remember like the least
2: yeah, he was not a heel in real life, but the he was right. like the biggest difference of a person from real life. You know, like some people say, live in the gimmick. He was the opposite of that, you know? <laughs>
0: right. I remember bringing him to Columbia uh, to work me, and I was a heavyweight champion at the time. And um, and this was for another guy. I was booking for the company then. And I brought him in and I said, I want to do something with you. And uh, told him what I want. I said, don't want you to come out, just take the belt, steal the belt, whatever, hit me with it. And he said, okay. So, very first night, he steals the belt. He hits me with it. I got color everywhere. And it was was the hard base. He said, oh, my God, you're bleeding. I said, "Oh, no joke. Oh, my God. I (laughs) think the stars wouldn't hit me. I was like, man. He goes, you okay? I was like. God, did I owe you money or something? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Man, he had so much heat. I really thought that I was gonna have to call the police to get him escorted out of town that night because he had so much heat. They were trying to they were pulling knives out and everything trying to cut him and it, it was man. Uh, yeah. but what a hand. He he um I think he could have been um one of the best heels. Uh, or well, he is, in my opinion. Uh, but I think he could have been one of the best, last of the dying breed of the territory days of a heel. Yeah. Man. Absolutely. Absolutely. If, if, if he would have been just given the chance, you know.
2: Yeah, I've heard stories about how Frank Morrell and Jeff Jarrett try to work him up and try to get him to really work against Wolfie in the, in the match, try to shoot on Wolfie in the match. It's just yeah. a rib on Wolfie, you know, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> so the last name on the list is this guy. I know he might be the dirtiest SOB you've ever heard of in your life, and he sold you that camel with two humps, Prince Omar Alcazón.
0: Prince Omar, man, let me tell you, what a uh, man! This, this straight up shoot now reminded me of a young Gary Hart. Oh man, man. what a what what a talent! Uh, I think he could have uh, done a lot more. Uh, man, I I wanted to in, incorporate him so much in everything I was doing at the time uh, because it was he was that good. And he was not a um egotistical, uh, I guess you could say manager. He wasn't trying to put the focus on him. He knew when the focus needed to be on him. He didn't wow. have to tell him. Uh, yeah. it was kind of one of those things, uh you could lead a camel to water, but you can't make the camel drink so dizzy, <laughs> you know. But no, he was one of those guys, man, that you didn't have to you didn't have to uh Hey, man, I need you right here. Hey, I need you this. Hey, I need... He knew where to be. His timing was... He Maybe it was just he and I. We jailed great together. Uh, enjoyed all the time I got to work with. Wished I could have done a lot more with him. Um, yeah, for man, sure. I had so much fun working with him, man.
2: Yeah. So much means, fun. Yeah. That you means know, a lot I, to him. He, <laughs>
0: he's, he's probably, he's probably <laughs> the reason why I got fired out there because I have too, so much heat because of him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He
0: bringing he bring in that crazy Morton man and he paid the mayor <laughs> off to change the name from Millersville to Mortonsville and I oh know. my god, they hated it. I know they so, did but hate yeah, it. man. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, man, one of the one of the best memories I have with uh in wrestling is with uh Omar. and yeah. uh, that that's a straight, that's a straight shoot, man. The last several years that was some of the funnest times. That I've had, and man, I just great guy, man. Great guy. That's all I can tell you. Great, great guy, man. Love him man to death. Wish I could still talk to him. I mean, he did give me a bad camel with two hunts, but <laughs> you know, hey.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I have to block his number sometimes because he gets to go. And I just, I'm like, what are you? are not even saying English here. You're, you're putting it in those squiggly Arabic letters. And I, I just don't understand what you're saying. And I'm having to do this Google translate stuff. And I do know though, every time he brings up Shane Morton, he brings up that honestly, Shane was his favorite to work with. The one thing that he liked about Shane was that Shane was, was like working the old school guys, you know, working with those guys. And I know that that's what meant so much to him, because honestly, when it came down to it, I mean, even though we were in the 2000s times at that time that y'all were together, he he was all about, you know, working with the old school guys. And, and, and I'll say this, you know, he... <sighs> I, I was in a weird place in my life at that time, whenever life was going on and things were kind of crazy. And he kind of brought out something that kind of allowed that to kind of be less, you know what I mean? So anyway, I'm getting confused on third person and first person here. So <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll you know, say this. I think, I think if, uh, if things could have been differently, um, as far as, as booking goes, if they would have just left Shane and Omar alone with Dairon and, and oh, those man. guys, I, oh, we would have had a little dynasty going on there that would have been, oh. you know, because was the heavyweight champion at the time. And, you know, and, and I, me personally, I didn't need a belt, didn't need anything because the people hated me so freaking much. Right. I, um, you, know, right. Bu- you were uh, that kind of guy. Yeah. Myself, yeah. yeah, bubba myself, and and, and But that also goes back to the baby face that we had, Boogie. You yes. know, it was just so much. You know, oh my uh, God. not not. You know, it was just so much. Uh, like I said, that's why I ended up getting let go because the other guys wasn't keeping up. But uh, man, it, it, if they would have done things a little bit different that place would still be rocking and hanging out. of People
2: be hanging out of the rafters. Man, Jared, let me tell you a story. So you've seen pictures of guys like the 80s guys that were knocked down, drag out, bloody faces, crimson mask. You've seen pictures, right, of these yeah. guys, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I've seen working in the scene in the industry, I've seen lots of little trickles. I've seen some scratches that never, you know, guy didn't go deep enough, whatever. But the most blood I've ever seen on a man in my life... was you brother was shane because i was looking at him and i was like oh my god do we need to take you to the hospital and you're just covered in it man and you're like no i'm fine i was like oh my gosh, this is i mean this is the real this is that real stuff that you look for in the business of wrestling is i was just blown away and you're just like yeah brother it's cool
0: i was like okay i remember one time that. That was talking about that was in a match. and I had blood every time my heart would beat. It was pumping it about five feet across the ring. It was just shooting. Oh my and gosh! It just kept on and it did that for probably I'd say a good six or seven minutes. It just kept pumping more. It just kept pumping and pumping. And there, I've actually got a picture somewhere where I'm trying to wipe the blood out of my face because it's I can't see everything's red because yeah. I've got so much blood and. All you see in the ring is handprints, my handprints, where I'm blood off trying to get up, yeah. trying to get yeah. up, and there's my handprint full of blood. Yeah, man.
2: that's a, that was impressive, man. So, you know, kind of as we're wrapping up here, Shane, you know, we got to get you back on, because I know there's a million more stories in that brain, but talk about this right-way wrestling reunion, man. I, I love the idea of this.
0: Well, it started, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, I used to go to the Gulf Coast reunion, And, uh, you know, it's about about a six-hour drive for me, but uh, I didn't mind. I'd go down and get to see some of my heroes. My heroes became my friends, you know. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. And I always encouraged everybody, young, old, whatever, hey, man, go to the Gulf Coast Wrestling Reunion, go to the reunion. And everybody's like, ah, you know, I don't know. And, And I got a lot of bookings that way, believe it or not. Like going down there and meeting Scandor. That's how I met Scandor and became friends with him and got to work oh, for him. Oh, but uh, but uh, anyway, you know, um, uh, so when they started shutting down, I was like, I became uh, on the board of another wrestling reunion and they wouldn't open the doors. Uh, which yeah. is the North Alabama Mid-South Wrestling Reunion, but they would not open the doors. I said, well, the only way the younger guys are going to learn, because people's not just jumping in cars anymore. You know, and, and it's not, right. I mean, not to say that they won't, but the only way you, that that's to me is when you got the most learning. When you when everybody was in the car there, you learned so much. Because the best advice I ever got in the wrestling business was keep your mouth shut and your ears open. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's how you learn. Well, yeah. how are you going to learn if nobody's telling the story? Or right. now, if you go to a wrestling show, it, it's clicks. If you're not in this click, you're over here in this click. If you're not right. in that click, you're in this click. If you're not in right. any of the clicks, then you're sitting there by yourself. Right. You know, and nobody's conversating with anybody. But how's somebody going to learn? Plus, you're, you're not going to learn in not your not own learning. click.
2: You know, you, if right. you let, you know, because you're only going to go as high as the water level in your clique. So if you're a clique right. of these young guys, they're not going to know anything because they're sticking to their clique. Yeah, it's 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 not good, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so I decided, you know, I said, well, if they don't want to open the doors, and, and actually buzzed and buzzed up, and I was talking uh, one day outside of the, of the, you know, wrestling, we were conversating. I said, I'm thinking about doing a wrestling reunion, trying to get, uh, a lot of these younger guys there and see if we can get some of these guys to show up. And, uh, he said, okay. Uh, he said, man, I'll help you any way I can. I said, well, I'm not worried about helping me. I just need to just, you think it would be a good idea. He said, I think it would be an awesome idea. So I yeah. kind of threw it out to a couple of people and they was like, yeah, man, that'd be an awesome idea. So I started throwing it out to a few more people. Oh yeah, yeah. So we actually did it and the first the first one I, I did, I had people come from as far away as Michigan that came to it that I made acquaintances with all the way up there when I when I went up there and worked in Michigan area and stuff. And they came to it and people from Chicago when I worked there came down. People from all over and next thing you know, there's three hundred people here. I'm like, yeah. Wow, that's great. Yeah. And uh well so I kinda did another one. Well the other reunion I was part of, they said, Well, let's just open the doors. Well, I had started a um uh, uh an awards bank, I mean, you know, giving away awards. And um uh, I said, Well, can I bring these awards to that one? And they said, Well, you know, we really don't want to give away a whole bunch of awards, then they don't mean anything. And I'm like, Well, I understand that, but I don't wanna, you know, let people vote on these awards and only give them out for one or two years and, and then be done with them, you know? And then right. it, to me, it right. kind of defeats the perfect, because let me tell you one of the greatest honors I ever got is I got uh, a pioneer award at the Gulf coast wrestling Union. Don Fargo had won that. Uh, uh, you name it. They had won. different ones have won it. And for me to even be in that group, man, it just, man, it just, I lit up like a Christmas tree. I was like, Oh my God! I can't believe that they they thought enough of me. Yeah, a a kid from Columbia, Tennessee, to give me this award, and um, you know, I just wanted to let some other people get acknowledgement. You know, it wasn't about me. It's not. I mean, that award that award was, but you know, I knew the feeling I got when I won it, and I'm like, man, this is you know, how better way to uh, get these younger guys more involved. Get them here. Give them awards. I don't know if you ever heard of a kid named Luther X. He played oh, yeah. his rounds. Yeah. Now, oh, Luther man. won a, a Trailblazer Award last year. I gave it away last year, and he had no idea that he was even winning it. About 10 people knew that he was winning it, and I, and I told him, I said, man, y'all just got to keep this stuff under wraps and not tell anybody that you are winning. And, um, and, man, he was, to me, he made that reunion last year what I wanted it to be. Not yeah. to say that people didn't people didn't um, uh, appreciate the award I gave him, but he literally almost cried. He said, "Man, for y'all, for a room of my peers to vote this for me is such an honor that I that I never thought I would receive." And I said, "Brother, you've got all the potential in the world." to be a superstar. And I said, why are you are not signed yet? I don't know. I said, but brother, you, you, you have a lot of potential. And he said, that means a lot coming from someone like you. I said, well, I'm nobody, but that's I'm awesome. just telling you, I'm not, I'm not the one that just, Hey, let me just pick somebody. I've got a consensus vote from the people that's on the board of this. Yeah. And that's kind of the way we do it. So it, it's I got, I think it's 10 or 12 people on the board and they agree with me on, um, you know, it's not me. I say, Hey, if you think of somebody, shoot me an email, let's, let's get together. Let's talk about it. Right. And try to work things out and, and show some of these people that, um, you know, that have uh, been in the business or haven't been in the business or whatever, that their work has has gone uh, noticed you know it hadn't gone unnoticed that your work, hard work has paid off and you've been recognized by your peers because like I said I knew how I felt when I received that award at Gulf Coast and and that's why I want people that's receiving awards and uh, we also do a, a an unsung hero you know somebody from behind the scene kind of thing you know and it, it doesn't have to be just for, uh, you know wrestling aspect you know uh, people videotaping guys like y'all t- doing podcasts, people that are keeping wrestling alive, the old school wrestling. And yeah. and that's what we want to acknowledge with people like that, you know. And, uh, you know, I-, I hope someday y'all might can get either one of you, both of you can make it down. This year I'm doing it at, at uh, in Linsburg by the Jack Daniels Distillery. And the uh, reason why I'm doing that there is because I've got a couple of guys that are – not healthy enough to travel yeah and it's yeah. close enough it's close enough to their house that they can make that short drive that's and that's awesome. the only reason why i'm doing it there. to try to recognize yeah. those guys because they were unsung heroes man um and and did some stuff with the business and i want to try to recognize them on that uh you know for them to be there and i want them to have that opportunity and uh i don't want to have them, uh, you know, have that opportunity to come up and then me just Mr. take them an award. Here you go. You want this. I want right. him to be able to be there to, to receive it. And they don't know that they're receiving it.
3: So awesome. or he
0: doesn't know awesome. that he's receiving it, but I just want him to, I know he, he told me, if, boy, if you ever had one close to Lynchburg there, I could probably go. And I contacted some people and found out, a, found a building so I could rent a building there. And, and, uh, so, um, that way he can get his award, you know, like I said, he doesn't know that it's coming, but, yeah, uh, you know, I just want to keep the wrestling that I grew up and loved. And, uh, you know, I know the sport's changing every day and you got to change with the times, but you can also live in the past and keep that fond memory alive too. Uh,
3: Absolutely. You know,
0: and I, you know, like the WrestleMania uh, just happened. I've I seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, some of it was great. Some of it, nah, not so much. You right. know, uh, but hey, yeah. um, it it did have some good storytelling in some of it. Uh, but I, I think they've gotten away from the storytelling, and you know, if their storytelling is about a month long. Let's do about four <laughs> or five shows. And okay. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's not that's not a good storytelling. Like I said, uh, with Forsaken, I did a year long program with him. Hey, yeah. for the devils, I did it. I did a 28 year program.
2: Like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a story <laughs> right there. 28 years, you know. Well, you know, Shane. Yeah. As always, when you and I get to talk and it's not enough and I'm as I can call you as much as I know that I can expect to be called, you know, it's it's the phone works both ways. Right. That's the way I say it. it. And I, I don't keep in touch with you enough, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Like I said, you've been at the top of the list for a long time now and for some reason just hasn't worked out to get you on. But I will I will say this without ever saying another word is honestly, truthfully, not only were you somebody that I looked up to and was a mentor and you taught me so much while I was out there, but you also were my friend. You know, in the wrestling business, it's not always easy to have somebody you can call a friend. You can call somebody an acquaintance or somebody you respect, but to have a friend like you, you you really meant a lot to me. And I, I will always say that to anybody who ever needs to hear it. Shane Morton is a good person and was always a good friend to me so i thank you for coming on our show you know my brother and i we just like to keep wrestling alive in a lot of cases we just are recording our conversations as we always say but shane it's meant the world for you to be on our show and thank you so much brother
0: well jimmy and jared man it, it's been my pleasure uh being on the show with with y'all guys you, you just don't know how well it made me feel today to be able to do this and jimmy and uh one thing I I I could tell you about the wrestling business, if I was your friend in the wrestling business, I was your friend. Yeah. You could, you could count on that. So yeah. you yeah. know, um I had a lot of, I had a lot of acquaintances, but I had, you know, I was always told when I got in the wrestling business, if you get out of the wrestling business and you have five true friends in the wrestling business, you had an amazing career. Well I yeah. can tell you that I got about twenty amazing friends from the wrestling business that I know I could count on. And you're one of them.
2: Well, that's a promotion right there, brother. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Thank you. So, Thank you for man, saying that, man.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, you was always a blessing to me, Jimmy. You have a lot of potential, man. A lot of potential that I think a lot of people was scared to let out of the bag. Yeah, and, and I mean that truly, uh, you know, it means a lot. I, I it think means you have you know. a lot of potential, man. Like I said, if left alone, I think you and uh, myself and Darren and Bubba, we could have we could have had one hell, but we might not have had a four horseman dynasty, but we might have been right there underneath them, you know
2: absolutely
0: so, they i think a lot of places
2: so were might have been a little scared to let that go too you know what i mean <laughs> to really yeah, take yeah, the reins off you know so
0: yeah oh yeah because they was afraid of the uh the uh, uh repercussions that might come of it uh you know because we had a lot of people wanting to kill us <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> so true yeah one more quick story and let me yes, let you go though please. Like my, when i first when my wife and i first started dating you know she was smart to the business too And I said, now, look, you go outside and get the car ready and get the hatch. We had a trailblazer. I said, you get that hatch up on that trailblazer. I said, man, Bubba, come running. We'll dive in the car. You take off. She goes, you think it's really going to be that bad? And she goes, oh, my God, they want to kill you. I said, I told you. (laughs) She she talks a lot of memories (laughs) about old oh, Jimmy Street and, and Cash.
2: She loves Cash oh, yeah. too. She was Cash's unofficial, semi-official babysitter sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. He, yeah, 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 I would yeah. drag him to the shows with me and and honestly, I always knew he was in good hands when Virginia was helping out with that. So, I'll be forever right. indebted for that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Shane, well, Jimmy, I love Jimmy you, bro. Have Take a good care, night, man. Buddy. I love y'all right, guys. Thank you, thank you for keeping up the good work. All right, buddy. Take right, care. And we'll talk remember. soon, okay? I- Right, thank you. All right, bye. Bye. See you buddy. We'll be right back to wrap things up with the plastic sheet after these messages.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-The-Man73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group, just search Insane Change World.
2: man shane is so great what'd i tell you man shane's awesome man you know you hear
1: i hear you building him up and i'm like man this guy can't be as awesome as you'd be saying but no he is uh, <laughs> maybe maybe twice as awesome as you even put him out to be so uh, yeah you know, he, yeah. he could have went on for days i think telling the stories and uh and we could have just listened all day like little kids. So
2: Oh, they, totally. Shane is awesome. We'll definitely get him back on the show. That story about Gypsy Joe in Sweet Home Alabama, man, that was hilarious. <laughs>
1: I, I felt like I was in the car with him when you were telling the story.
2: I know I know yeah Shane's such a good dude so appreciative of him coming on the show make sure to keep an eye out for Shane CWA maybe coming soon I know he's traded wrestling for whiskey <laughs> he actually works for Jack <laughs> Daniels distillery now but you know no matter how far you get out of wrestling you're always involved I guess that's why I'm doing eight million podcasts now but anyway <laughs> so you know before we go Jut, do you have anything you'd like to share with with the show Plastic Chic, anything spectacular? You no, know, I, I was just
1: thinking, what did you, uh, I know we're a little past Mania now, but what was, what was your favorite match with Mania Weekend?
2: Ooh, man. Hmm. Favorite match? Mm. Seth Rollins, Logan Paul was really good. Logan waited too long to jump on the bottle of mm. prime. Mm. Rhea and Charlotte was cool, but I feel like Charlotte wasn't as into it. I don't know. Maybe she was acting. I couldn't tell. I mean, yeah, you know,
1: I, I'm with you. I thought that match. I'll be honest with you though. I thought that match was one of the best women's matches I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. Uh, it they, it was like a her, men's match. Some of, some of Charlotte's facials. Yeah. Maybe she wasn't into
1: it. I, maybe that's just her. Maybe that's just her. Get up! But I know she was taking some time off after Mania. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I thought it was just hard-hitting. It was it was physical. Yeah. I mean, it, it was like
2: to... a man's match. I was thinking if yeah. these were two men, this would be one of the greatest matches of all time. I mean... I, was, uh, no, you're serious,
1: yeah. You know... Uh, I, I like the tag match that uh, main event of night one. Uh, I kind of knew what I figured would happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, Logan, Logan Paul impressed. Uh, you know, it, it, it was... It was good, you know. There was a lot of good matches. Um, Shane McMahon, Lewis. Shane oh.
2: McMahon joined the Blown Quad family, you know. Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> something with the McMahons and the Helmsley Ow. family. They
2: you get, get your ball. inheritance back, pal. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, that was horrible. But it was—you could tell he did a leapfrog, boom, busted quad. What are you going to do, man?
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm wondering where they're going with Cody. And the whole Roman Reigns story. I'm wondering where they're going with all that. With
2: well, you know, on Sunday night, Dusty Rhodes, they did the A and e special, and there was a special scene that Cody actually said. He said, "Dad, you know, like Dad would book for the Chase," and it was. He said something to that effect. It was. It was so telling because honestly, it is exactly. What I think is being booked here. So a lot of people were on Twitter saying, oh, this is stupid. I want my money back. la di Cancel the Peacock, whatever. But, uh, you know, I do kind of think it was booked away way Dusty would book it. Now, would Dusty have wanted that to happen? Or would he have wanted Cody to win? I don't know. It was almost too much... Cody's gonna win Cody's winning it's a it's a given Cody's gonna win and man you know I was frustrated by it it pissed me off I was a fan watching that match you know I'm not this like smart guy to the business watching it I was a mark watching it I was a fan watching that match you know so
1: yeah I mean I guess I I guess the one thing that maybe I could see why they didn't put Cody over there is the story really didn't feel like it had time to build right right because I agree. A Royal Rumble. It wasn't like he was saying, "I'm going to go out and win this Rumble, and I'm going to go to Mania and take the title of friend. And, yeah. You know, he he returned to Rumble. I mean, won it, but and then you know, I I don't know. So I'm I'm going to give him the shot on the storyline. We'll see.
2: Yeah. Uh, And then, of course, Brock turns on him, so it looks like now we'll do a little feud that'll lead to Cody getting back with Roman eventually, maybe. Who knows? You know, I I don't know what that happened there. I don't know what happened with that, but I guess we'll see. You know, it's it's trying to predict these things anymore. Of course, Vince, you know, WWE sold to Endeavor, which owns UFC, so there's going to be a WWE-UFC crossover event. No, I'm just kidding, but... There's two companies that are two massive fight companies that are now under one umbrella. So we'll see how that goes, but maybe that'll be for another episode. We'll break that down, but y'all thank you so much for listening in. Definitely appreciate y'all for checking out Mr. TNT, Shane Morton. Like I said, my old buddy and friend, and I just appreciate it.
1: Oh man, I'm just so thankful to Shane for looking after you when you were in the business and I'm thankful for him doing this interview for us and, you know, sharing, um, you know, like I say, a lot of times people, people are so nice to us and, you know, they don't, they don't have to be what they are. So I, I really appreciate that.
2: Absolutely. And thank you again, Shane. We'll get you back on soon, brother. Like it always is at GMBMPW on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Go subscribe to the YouTube, like, share, do all that good stuff. Also, if you got it in you, go check out the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. We got Ronnie Garvin and George Weingroff in one episode coming up this Monday. So don't miss that. Don't miss our next episode. What is it? We don't know, but it'll happen. And when it is, it'll be where it normally is. Thank y'all again. So for Shane Morton, Jared, Plastic Chic Street, and myself, this is Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. See y'all next time. Don't forget. Fight with the Morton. (laughs) That's a whole clan. You better watch out. I know, better be careful. (laughs) With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. This has been a James Rock Street
3: production.